0: I would uh, only say this, that, um, you know, John sort of represents the Advancement Services contingent and I am uh, sort of the annual giving evangelist and there may be no topic that vexes both groups more than this question of uh, participation rates and counting alumni participation. And so, uh, not surprisingly, we thought there would be a good turnout for this discussion. And let's reiterate just one more time, John, if anybody has any questions, Uh, to fire our way. You know, we have a pretty good agenda put together, but, uh, you know, we've both certainly learned that people have particular issues and frustrations and anxieties uh, on this subject especially. And if if we don't touch on what you're looking for as we go, don't hesitate to shoot us a question. And if we can't work it into uh, the discussion in the next 90 minutes, uh, either or both of us will follow up with you afterwards. But use the chat box at the bottom of the screen uh, just to keep uh, shooting us your thoughts as we go. Back to you, John.
1: Thank, thank you, Bob. Uh, and just a final reminder: well, probably not final. I'll probably say it again. Star six needs to be pressed <laughs> on your phone line to mute the line. Otherwise, you may not hear all of the pearls of wisdom that uh, that Bob has to share. I'm just going to I'm just going to give you details. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to begin this uh, and and walk through. Uh, the first uh, eight or eight or nine slides, and uh, then turn it over to Bob for the more flowery portion. As <laughs> Bob mentioned uh, I'm I'm the advanced and services guy, and so obviously from my perspective, everything is very cut and dried. Um, but let's let's talk about why why we're here and and why we are here is because there is such a, a significant amount of interest and emphasis. Placed uh, within our campuses or on our campuses, uh, uh, okay, there, I think they press star six, uh, as a result of the U.S. News, uh, part, uh, US News and World Reports college ranking. Uh, the U.S. News and World Reports gathers information for the most part from the annual Voluntary Support of Education Survey. That is conducted by the Council for Aid to Education uh, in conjunction with the case management and reporting standards that are you know, from CASE, the Council for Advancement and Support of Education. The two entities CAE and CASE are in fact two separate entities. Uh, as you probably know, uh, the alumni participation rate category of the U.S. News and World Reports survey uh, counts for 50% of the overall score. Uh, if you do not participate in the annual voluntary support of education survey, uh, U.S. News & Rural Reports does send out their own mini survey to institutions they would like to show in the college rankings. Uh, their information, quite honestly, as far as how do you count things in different categories is not as detailed as you find when you complete CAE. So this is another, I mean, the BSE. So this is another reason why we wanted to, to get with you today and kind of dispel a couple of the myths or the fact and the fiction of alumni participation rates. We thought that it would be appropriate and very timely uh, to, to have this conversation earlier this year as a result of uh, an interesting, shall we say, article that appeared in the Wall Street Journal back in March, uh, Dan Golden is, has been a beat reporter for the nonprofit sector with the Wall Street Journal for many a year and uh, has has had an occasion to contact me on a number of cases for a number of issues. and. And Dan does like to make things issues. I will be open and tell you the first time that Dan and I had an occasion to chat was when he was not too um, thrilled, he thought, with the way Duke University, where I worked for 16 years, handled their admissions practices and was trying to dig up some dirt. Uh, Dan is good at digging up dirt. He didn't in that particular case, but. In the case of the article he wrote back in March, and if anyone has not seen the article and would like a copy of it, you could probably get it online or shoot me or Bob an email. I know I have a copy. Bob probably threw his away. But shoot me an email and I'll send it to you. He, he identified a number of organizations or institutions that apparently uh, were not following the rules as articulated by CASE and CAE. For calculating alumni participation rates, uh, here here's one quote from Dan's article: More colleges are manipulating their alumni giving rates. Why the high giving rates boost the school's status in the U.S. News and World Reports. Therefore, his contention is that the statistic may not accurately reflect what it is intended to measure. Bob will jump in in a little bit and talk about you know, what is it we should be measuring? Uh, it, it, it is important to note, and I'm going to go over the, the actual rules in just a minute, that if you are participating in the Voluntary Supportive Education Survey, uh, you are agreeing that you are following all of the rules for counting whatever, gifts, participation, trustee giving, you know, all, all of those, that. Here's another quote from the same article. Because case in U.S. News guidelines allow schools to exclude alumni for whom they lack valid contact information, one popular method for raising the alumni giving rate is by not keeping track of graduates deemed unlikely to donate. Uh, I I have a, a real problem with this, and in fact, when Dan interviewed me for this article, I challenged him on this he would not tell me the one institution that suggested that they were intentionally leaving lost alumni as lost, but I don't buy it. Uh, And in fact, as I have surveyed and worked with organizations across the country, uh, have found that one out of every five found lost alums, ultimately will make a gift to their alma mater. Uh, So to keep somebody intentionally lost is not a good way of bringing money in the door. Now we'll talk in a second about the actual rules for alumni participation rates. There is one particular category of alum that this might be fine but for our undergraduate degree holders I I just don't buy that there are many institutions out there intentionally leaving alumni lost. In fact, I think many of us in the Advancement Services profession are proud of the fact that we've been able to significantly reduce lost alumni rates. I was reading an email earlier today. uh, One institution had just announced that they had dropped below the 2% level for lost alumni. Duke got there a a year or two ago. Um, This is what we should be shooting for, is reducing the the number of lost alumni instead of increasing. The actual rules... Hey, Bob, you want to check the Q&A panel? There are a couple there while I'm babbling away. Um, I'm on it. I'll get to them otherwise. Um, The actual rules for calculating the alumni participation rate is to first differentiate between undergraduate degree holders, graduate degree holders, and non-degree alumni. Uh, Bob, were you able to get into the Q&A panel?
0: Yeah, John, I did. I think you, um, you said earlier that the alumni participation factors 50% of the uh, U.S. News score, it's 5%, I think, in reality, is
1: If I said 50%, I really was wrong. It is 10%. I mean, 5%. <laughs> I meant 5%. Yes, in fact, 5%. Um, and so, we differentiate between undergraduate degree holders, graduate degree holders, and non-degree holders the US news and world reports is rate is based only on undergraduate degree holders the category where some organizations may care to leave alumni lost is the third category the non degree alumni these these are the students that came to your institution and based on your parameters there's no national standard here but it's typically like two semesters, stayed there two semesters, left on their own free will, in other words they weren't kicked out, a lot of institutions will regard those individuals as alumni for solicitation purposes, but they never got a degree from the institution. What many organizations will do is if they hear from these non-degree alumni saying, look I don't want you to contact me ever again, I left yours because I didn't like it. I got my degree from an institution I did like. I have no affinity. My suggestion would not be to let those persons be lost. Rather, change their, uh, their, their category, if you will, from alumni to something like former students. Um, but it's the undergraduate degree holders that go into the U.S. News and World Report calculations. I make a point here, there is no distinction for these purposes between traditional, those are the students that came, lived on your campus or in the community uh, and attended your institution for four or five years and received their degree, or the non-traditional undergraduate degree holders. Those in many institutions we have, um, you know, kind of, I don't even know if you really call post-career graduates who didn't immediately go to college, worked out in the uh, workforce for a number of years, <clears throat> decided to go back to school on a part-time basis, night school, maybe remotely, maybe some uh, uh, distance education and earn their degree. Those are still undergraduate degree holders and must be counted in your official calculations. The denominator for calculating the rates is very simply all of the undergraduate degree holders of record. And of record means that you simply believe, you may not have recently verified, but you believe you have a valid way of contacting the individual. That could be a a U.S. post office address, an email address, a phone number, and in, bottom line is you've not marked them as lost, and you haven't killed them.
0: So, John, that as an annual giving guy, that sounds like a big old loophole to me. And we got a question sent about that definition of lost. Is it one mailing that comes back? Is it ten mailings that come back? Is it ten mailings and no phone number? It sounds to me like a little bit of that is the institution's own definition.
1: You know, I don't know. Well, certainly case. And CAE do not have uh, a definition for for loss. Uh, so you're right. It, it is, I think, an institutional decision. Uh, I've worked with a number of institutions who will wait until they've exhausted all. Uh, you know, they'll get returned mail and have not been able to successfully locate a new address through one of the uh, address services. So then they call the phone number on record and they get a disconnected then they try and send an email and don't get a response it's the the email is the one that's the, the, the toughest yeah um, but you're right it is an institutional decision um and i hope I, there was one question asking uh earlier if if i would give the actual definitions i hope i hope this is
0: um you're get you're getting to it. It's uh, the question is is it is it any one year of giving that defines participation? Is U.S. News using any kind of rolling average at this point? And no, is it? It's, uh, a, it's
1: a single moment in time, and, and we'll 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 get there. In fact, let me let me get there. Okay, I'll try to get there. Uh, the the numerator, you know, what counts as a positive is when you have. Received a gift, a legal donation from the individual in that year. And, and we're looking at the year and uh, as of the last day of the fiscal year of your life. So as of June 30th or whatever, we take a snapshot in time and see where we stand as far as the number of contactable and, you know, or non-lost non-deceased alumni. And using that same that denominator, how many of those individuals actually made a legal donation? Emphasis on the word legal. If an alum made a gift through a donor-advised fund, that's not a legal gift from the alum. Again, I'm I'm Mr. Advancement Services. Everything is black and white here and we're going to talk more about some challenges that we have here. But it's legal donations during the course of that fiscal year based on the actual number of contactable alumni on that last day of the fiscal year. When the Wall Street Journal article came out, case issued a clarification. Uh, It had already been mentioned in the uh, case management and reporting standards, but they reiterated the fact that in the case where an institution has two alumni that are married or legal partners and one of them makes a gift to the institution, it is recognized as both of those individuals having made a gift, and that has to do with the joint ownership laws in and and most of the states. In fact, the actual statement from the case was about three or four paragraphs long talking about this, but this is, you know, legal donations and or gifts from spouses where both are alumni, those, both, both of those individuals can't count.
0: Hey, John, what's, uh, an, what's an acceptable percentage of lost alumni? if there is one? The annual giving, uh, well, the...
1: it, it, it is relative and it, and it is changing. It, these days the target seems to be 5%.
0: Wow. And most annual giving people I know would be dissatisfied with that.
1: Yeah, and when I left Duke we had, we had actually thought, and this was back in 2002, we had actually thought that we'd hit a brick wall at the 5% level and uh, could not get any better. I should say that in the late 90s, Uh, before we had really good ways of finding lost alumni, like Alumni Finder and Harris and whoever else, Uh, 15% seemed to be a reasonable rate. Uh, We dropped it down to five and, again, thought we were at a brick wall. And, in fact, now, uh, you know, we're seeing that, you know, 2% and below is even doable.
0: Certainly for Duke. And uh, and John and I have collaborated on a lot of talks, and you will notice, if you haven't heard John before, he will reference Duke all the time. And John, you actually made it to slide three today before that came up, which I think is a record, uh, long period of time for you. So congratulations.
1: Um, I'm, 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 I'm doing my best. <laughs>
0: um,
1: there, there was uh, one question posed. I just want to make sure that uh, I properly address it. The question was that whether or not case include all alumni, graduate and undergraduate, in their calculations of participation-based numbers or participation rate numbers, I think the question was, and the answer is no. For alumni participation rate purposes, for US News and World Report, it is undergraduate degree holders only. Case doesn't have any kind of a score for, for anything. And this is why I get really a little bit bent out of shape when I see questions on listservs, people saying, what's your participation rate? And they don't define it. If if an institution is conducting a survey other than the VSE, where you report all three of these, but US News and World Reports only looks at undergraduate, if somebody otherwise asks you, what's your alumni participation rate? You have to ask the question, what you define alumni and? Because it could be undergraduate and graduate. It could be just undergraduate only. It could be a law school that's just looking at graduate degree holders. Don't don't just necessarily assume that it's one or another definition.